This is the ADHD Fix: How to Achieve Your Potential, the podcast to help you use 15 proven strategies to discover the many gifts of ADHD. I'm Henry J. Svek, and for over 30 years, I helped others diagnose and treat ADHD. Now retired, I turn my attention back to those 15 strategies I use to help achieve my potential with ADHD. Learning what I did to help myself will help you achieve your success. ADHD is a gift. Let's get started. I'm Dr. Henry Sveck, and welcome to this uh, edition of the podcast. I'm going to talk about parenting your ADHD child. And there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about that are very specific to raising a child diagnosed with ADHD. Before we get into that, though, it is possible, if you don't already know, that one of the parents of the children of the child or the children with ADHD also has ADHD. And if it's an adult, often it's not diagnosed. So if it's you, you need to do a quick check and perhaps an evaluation in more comprehensive detail to see. If you have concerns, if you have ADHD, because that will impact your parenting.、Um, most of the strategies we discuss in our book and also on this podcast are relevant to adults. So, taking that information will help you become a better parent. If in fact you do have ADHD, the first thing to remember with ADHD children is you need a comprehensive assessment to make sure you understand what you are parenting. It's not unusual for a child with ADHD to have、uh, another characteristic that will impact your ability to parent them. This could be, for example, a gifted profile. This could also be a certain level of oppositional behavior. So let's assume for a moment the child, your child, has ADHD, but also has a gifted and oppositional profile. That's a challenge. Uh, this person is going to be an amazing adult, but the 18 years and more it's going to take you to get them there is going to be quite challenging. And so, if you know that ahead of time, well, what does that mean? Well, it, you adjust your expectations. You understand when you see certain behaviors, you have to account for it because you're not giving excuses. But you have to certainly understand what you're dealing with so that you can adjust your strategies. For example, a child with ADHD、um, requires structure. If you have a problem with structure for a number of reasons, many parents today—I heard someone say something amazing just the other day. They said the problem today: people all t- always talk about, well, children today aren't what they used to be. They're very different. They don't respect seniors. They don't respect authority. You know, they、uh, don't listen to their parents. They're wasteful, disrespectful, and all these things. And I disagree. I think the problem are the parents, not the children. The children are the same; they haven't changed. They're being shaped and molded by their experience. And whatever experiences we provide our children is how we impact them. So let's start with that. You have an incredibly important role to play in shaping the future. Of your child diagnosed with ADHD. So the first we talk about is structure. Structure is extremely important in the sense of the child be, being provided the structure that they can then create internally. 
So in my book, Don't Be a Wimp, Raise a Strong Leader, I talk a great deal about different discipline strategies and parenting strategies that certainly are relevant to what we're talking about. You need to have a plan, and everyone in the household, all the adults, need to agree on the plan and be consistent. Now, this becomes even more important if you have a child who's gifted and, say, also somewhat oppositional, and the two pretty much go hand in hand. You can say a hundred times that there's a certain level of behavior you expect in your child, and if on the hundred and first time you're tired or you don't have the energy or you'd rather give in because it's a holiday or birthday, with some children that might be okay, but with many oppositional and or gifted children, they've now won the lottery. You've, You've developed almost a very sparse variable reinforcement schedule, meaning that child's been rewarded for their misbehavior or their constant arguing or oppositional behavior. So the next time you say no, they will continue even longer to fight you because eventually they believe they will get what they want, something you don't want to give them. A cell phone at the age of five, for example. So structure is important, expectations. But before you get to all of that, let's discuss the 30-minute one-on-one session you're going to have each week with your child. You go to your calendar and you pick a date where you know you're going to be available to your child for 30 minutes. Depending on the age of your child, you then take an activity. And it's often helpful to do an activity that's only going to be used during that 30-minute time frame. You put it on a calendar, you tell your child if they're old enough to understand that from 5 to 5.30 on Friday, you and I are going to have one-on-one quality time alone. No one else in the room, no one else around. You're not going to have your cell phone. You're not going to have the TV on. You're not going to do any of that. You're going to be doing an interaction that doesn't include anything electronic unless we're talking about a teenager. Now, if it's a teenager and it's the only way to get to interact with them is to play a video game, that's something. But until we get to the age of 14, 15, 16 and older, let's try, to, let's try to avoid that as much as possible. Unconditional quality time. You never take it away. It's not a behavioral thing. It's not like if you don't behave, we're not doing Friday. And you must follow through as a parent. You must. If you say it's 5.30 or 5 o'clock on Friday, it's 5 o'clock or 5.30. The time comes... You take out, let's say you have a shoebox, and in the shoebox you have crayons and special paper. You simply open it up and you say to your child, let's play. The child looks at you and you look back at the child and you say, what would you like me to do? And generally children will say initially, just watch me. Now, as a child begins to play with whatever it is you have in front of you, Uh, they will instruct you on what to do. Now, as long as there's no hitting or destruction of property, you take their direction. You you are there to watch. Now, even if you're watching for 30 minutes and do nothing else, that's extremely important. When the time's up, you put the toy or whatever back into a box and you schedule your next session with your child. If you have three children, you need three sessions. You don't combine it. You don't put people together. If there are two adults in the home, each adult needs their own quality time with the child. Extremely important. That's the base. Now, you could argue, what if I want to do this five times a week? Well, wonderful, do it. 
Um, you probably interact with your child a significant amount. But even if you do that, still have a special 30-minute time weekly. Extremely important. Next, you have to focus on the rules of the household. What are your expectations? With young children, we're talking about food, routines for sleep, um, interactions with adults, respect. Uh, for many ADHD children, particularly those with some oppositional defiant disorder, you may need a timeout. You may need other strategies if the child should get aggressive. And often we talk about that uh, in reference to, again, the profile and breakdown of your child's personality and ADHD severity and type of ADHD. So parenting of ADHD child um, initially becomes very complex, but once you get into the routine of the structure, knowing what you're parenting by getting a comprehensive assessment, you're then able to better uh, match up with your child and provide them with what they need. So initially we're talking about a quality one-on-one -on -one time, 30 minutes a week. We're talking about structure and we're talking about your prior to all of this, knowing if you have ADHD or not, because that will have a significant impact on your emotional um, regulation and how you interact with your child. Remember, if there are behavioral concerns, it's the behavior, not the child you're concerned about. And you work with your child to manage those behaviors. And I, 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 I know I wrote it, and it sounds like I'm pushing my stuff, but don't be a wimp, raise a strong leader. Most of what you need to know, I believe, is in that book. If you want to be a parent who's raising a child for future leadership and to achieve to their potential, which I believe we have a responsibility to do as parents. It's not like you're going to be their buddy. It's not like you're going to tell them yes to everything they want. You're going to work with your child to create an environment where they will achieve to their potential. I'm Dr. Henry Speck, retired psychologist. This is my presentation to you on uh, parenting an ADHD child. Remember, it's a chapter in our book. Review that. But if you really want to get in depth in this, I strongly recommend you get um, Don't Be a Wimp, Raise a Strong Leader. Um, I think there's uh, some significant um, teaching in there from what I learned from interviewing leaders from across Canada. And I think it's uh, the goal that we have is to raise responsible, ethical, and loving adults. You have an amazing day, and we'll talk soon. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. ADHD isn't just for kids, but can certainly look and feel different for adults. The experienced multidisciplinary team at OSR Clinics understands the complexity of ADHD in adults and can help you determine if it is ADHD or something else. The comprehensive assessment process doesn't only look at symptoms, but also looks at your brain in order to understand what's really going on. Visit osrclinics.com to book your free information session today. That's osrclinics.com.